into the book of Second Chronicles. We're glad to have you in the house. We can't tell you how much we're glad to have you here. We want to talk to you about something that's very important. And I will not preach. I'll try and teach, but I may slip off preaching. But I got to preach to you. I've got to prepare you mentally, socially, physically, spiritually, financially, economically for 2016. I didn't hear no amen. Thank you for amen. And the rest doesn't matter. I guess you got it all together. God bless you. I'm glad you have it all together. But I want to tell you I've been saved since 1972. And every new year I've been found in the house of God. I've never missed one year. That means I never got sick one year to miss it. Amen. And I've always been in the house of the Lord. And this year is no different. I expect no difference from the Lord. 30 odd years. My Lord, that's awesome. Almost longer than that. Almost going 40 years. 40 odd years. Being with Jesus Christ. We're going to turn to the book of 2 Chronicles 16. In verse 7. And at that time, Nai the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria, and not relied on the Lord thy God. Therefore is the host of the king of Syria escape out of thine hand. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lubans a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because thou rely upon the Lord, he deliver them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore from henceforth thou shalt have war. And the Bible said the man got mad at the seer. Seer is somebody who sees things that you don't see. Asa got mad. My title is going to be tonight, The Secret of Your Success. The Secret of Your Success. Lord, we thank you tonight. Another great time in your presence. You have said where two or three are gathered together. They're mine in the midst of thee. And we have more tonight than Noah had on the ark. And there are more than two and three here tonight. So be among us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I'm going to teach, not preach. I can, but I won't. I'll slow down. We're going to read the word of God. We're going to have to go next year into the right spirit. With all the credentials. 
with all the bells and whistles of Pentecostalism. You have to go into it. A little boy one time said to his father, Daddy, church again? Church again? Tonight? I don't want to go. The daddy started weeping. I said, son, come here. You see this house? You see this kitchen, this nice car that you enjoy? These vacations you've gone on? You see this fine fridge and all that is in this house? The fine family relationship you have? Let me tell you how daddy got it. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, you wouldn't have this net worth that you're enjoying, boy. I didn't get this by my education. This was not willed to me by my family. It didn't come that way. But it came by living principles that are in the word of God. And God has prospered your daddy and your mommy. And this house that you'll sleep again, don't you ever forget how we got it. Don't you ever say it to me one more time. You're asking me to go live in abject poverty and be ruined. Don't you ever do it again. Many times we give our children everything they ask for and never tell them the pain and the suffering that we go through to have that running shoe that they have, the name brand coat, the school they go to, the car they drive in. They don't know how it come by because you never tell them how. In fact, I don't understand why mothers never tell their children what nine months was felt like having them in their womb, in their tummy. I don't know why mom don't tell. That's why kids don't respect moms. Amen. I don't know why dads don't tell children about the long time they work on the job and the, the insult they put up with, with ferocious bosses and the put down, the step on. I don't know why parents don't tell their kids and their kids grow up with a spirit of entitlement and they probably live like Babylonian king of Iraq. Nebuchadnezzar walked in one day in his palace Plus and plentiful of gold and silver. And so look what I built. Look what I've done. And while the words were in his mouth, a word from heaven came down and says, chop him down. He didn't understand what was saying, what was said to him, so he called for Daniel. And Daniel says, here's what your dream meant. So the God of heaven, without any merit, without any work, by grace, have chosen you from all of creation. The God who made the heavens and the earth and the seas have chosen to make you the head of gold in world empire, in history of world system. And everything after you will be inferior. You'll be the greatest. And he said, you got... Lifted up and proud. And then the voice, the watcher of heaven said, cut that tree down. 
but leave the root and the stump there until seven times, until he got the revelation. Well, after 12 months, he forgot and came out and began to brag, look what I've got, look what I've built. You know, look at the shoe I'm wearing, the suit I got on. Look at the RV I've got. Look at the everything that I have going for me. Everybody's after me. I'm just popular. The Bible said while he was chanting how great he was, the voice from heaven came and said the same thing. And he went down on his all fours like a, like a beast. And for seven years, he behaved like an animal. They had to put him out. He lost his mind. But God didn't take everything from him. God allowed him to be still the head of his kingdom and didn't let anybody overthrow his kingdom. It's amazing if God give you something, no one can take it from you. And if God take it, no one can keep it. Amen. Only God can turn a curse into a blessing and a blessing into a curse. And after seven years, Bible says he got up off the force and lifted his hand towards God and realized I own nothing. I'm just a steward of the kingdom. I don't own anything. You're just passing through. And you have a time when you keep it. They have to let go of it. And he worshiped God. He said, let everybody know around the world that there's no God like this God. We read tonight about the story of a young man called Asa. In fact, his story started in chapter 14 of the book of Second Chronicles. You're going to go to your scripture a lot tonight. And in it, his father died. He replaced his father. And the Bible said he did that which was right in the eyes of God. In verse 7, chapter 14, and so he built and prosper. In 2016, there are going to be um, a, a lot of bankruptcies, a lot of foreclosures, a lot of laid off, a lot of unemployed people. But is it possible for God to have a Goshen in the midst of Egypt? Can God provide in the wilderness, though it be 40 years? Of journeying. Can he provide that our shoe will not fall off our feet? Our clothes will not be tattered. Is it possible that God could make it that we supply bread in the wilderness without a bakery and meat without a butcher shop? Hallelujah. And water without a spring close by. God can do anything. Because the Bible says, His eyes. Just like it's on the spiral, it's on you and me to show himself strong, strong, strong deliverer on the behalf of them that love him and serve him. Hallelujah. And so it says, he prospered. He prospered. Verse 9 goes on to tell how he began to do the right thing, and the people were with him. Every army that came against him got defeated because no weapon formed against God's prosperous people shall ever succeed. Everything he did, God went, whew, blessed it. 
God just protected. The God of Job was told, I can't touch Job. You build an edge around him. It's not that Job is more clever than anybody else, but you got a fence around him. Ah, eternal security, that's in God. No man can pluck you out of my hand. And no man can spoil your harvest. Not even the tares can choke what I give to you. Can you hear amen out here? I'm talking about the secret of success. Why and how we are successful. Why we are prosperous. I want to tell you, if you're not in the world, you are successful. You are somebody the devil don't capture. You're free. You're free. If you're not in God, you're in bondage. Praise ye the Lord. And the Bible says, if you open came against him and got defeated. I've been working at the plant here. I won't tell you by name. And I've had every supervisor who tried to fire me got fired. I don't understand why saints got fired from their job. Now, I don't want to be self-righteous here. But everyone that tried to fire me got fired. I work at Nature's an instructor. They tried to fire me. The instructor tried to get me fired, and they got fired. There's something about the goodness of God. It follows you. I said, follow you like a shadow. Hallelujah. He said, no man can pluck you out of my hand. Everything we plant going to prosper. Everything we put down, God's going to water. And God bring the increase. Can you say amen? I said, God is in the increasing business with his people. And the Bible says he defeat those with chariots. Now, here's what Asa said. Verse 11. He cried unto the Lord, his God. Don't get on the phone and call your friends. They can't help you. Call on the Lord. And he said, he said God, there's nothing that you can't do. He began to brag on God. <laughs> Not on his bank book or his retirement funds or his GIC. But he began to brag on his God. And said, God, you are God, and there's no man that can prevail against thee. And the Lord smote the enemy for him. Their battles, you don't need to fight. If you get involved with the fight, you're going to mess it up. Stay out of the battle. Just be a worshiper. <laughs> Cheer God on. Thank God somebody's praying for you. Holding up the preacher's hand while you're fighting the battle. Hallelujah. Praise God. And Asa, all you have to do was pick up the spoil. If you knew tonight how many weapons were formed against you and failed, you'd be surprised. If you ever knew how many ditch Satan built for you and you walked right over it and didn't even know it. If you knew how many arrows was fired at you and got quenched. By, I mean, those fiery darts were quenched by the oil and anointed shield of faith. You have no idea how many misses you came through. And Satan is angry. Do I have a weakness somewhere? Do I have a weakness? There must be a reason why a man survived so long. Live for God. Enoch walked six to five years with God. Till God took him. And the devil couldn't get him. God can raise you up above Satan's arrows. Amen. Satan's arrows will bring you no sorrows.
because you're in God's protective hand. We are a people that know what success is. And so he won the battle. Then the Lord began to speak in chapter 15. Look at it, chapter 15. And began to explain why world conditions are they are today. When there is no true God and there is no teacher in your life to help you know the truth, and when there's no law for you to align yourself to, you are in trouble. You do, I don't care about the charges you got. I mean, a visa you got in your pocket. If you don't have God and a teacher to teach you and the law of God to align yourself up to, your money can't save you. It can't help you. It never will. And the Bible said they were vexed for a long season. They had nothing truthful in their life. But in their time of trouble, they were smart. They saw him, and he was found of them. Thank God he's not lost. He's always available for you to call upon him. And the Bible said there was no peace to him that went out and went in, but vexation. And nation were destroyed of nation. But verse 7 said, be strong. This is not the time to quit church. If you plan to backslide this week, you make a bad choice. You chose the wrong time because we're just about home. It's just about home time. I can see my father standing by the door. Hallelujah. You chose the bad time, honey, to be outside the church. I mean, you are set up for the apocalyptic Amen. Reality upon our world. Hallelujah. Whether it or not, that's your problem. It will come to pass. And so be strong. Let not your hand be weak. Listen now. For your work shall be rewarded. Lord of mercy, Lord of mercy. I want to tell you, my friend, pain tides, being a weakness, being loyal to church, it will pay off 100-fold and an endless day. It pays to serve God. It pays to live for God. You won't plant corn and end up with thorns because God is a rewarder of every man and every woman that seek him. Can somebody say praise the Lord? Let's worship God tonight. Hallelujah. Now, he abolished all the idolatry. Hey, church, it's good to start, but please finish strong. This gospel is not for the starters. It's for the completers. The race is not for the swift, and the battle is not for the strong, but for those who endure it to the end. I'm going to finish strong. He did some fantastic stuff. He rebuked and removed the idolatry. He even moved his mama. A precious lady, he moved her because she was idolatrous. He said, look, lady, I don't want you to get involved with my success. I don't want you to be a reason why God stopped blessing me. I don't want you to be, you know, getting in one success, but God said, first thing, go home and fix your house. Get that old idol out of your house. Burn it. Amen. And when he did, look what happened. 
revival started. Praise God. Now, church, and the Bible says he did pretty good. So God gave him rest. Now, I want to tell you, beloved, you don't have to have trials all your Christian walk. You don't have to have tribulation all your walk. But I want to tell you, if you're sick and afflicted, I can't pray for you. You got to pray for yourself. Amen. And there are times that I realize nobody can pray for me. I got to pray for myself because God's trying to teach me something. The devil amen, gave me trial to overthrow me, but God gave me test to prove me. There's a big difference between, amen, being tested and being tempted. Hallelujah. And, and, and so the Bible says God gave him rest, and I love rest. I don't like the devil on my track. I don't like the devil on my back. I like to have a nice, clean, free life. I can just sit down and relax. And while you're struggling in the ditch, I'm out in chop suey and chow mein. Amen. Then my toothpick to pick my teeth with it. Hallelujah. Now I feel bad for you, but I'm not going to join you in that pit. I'm not going to join you in the gutter. You have your lesson to learn, but I learn it pretty quick. But what, once you envy my results, find out what my methods are. Hallelujah. Because there was no reason why the brother Cain should be upset with Abel. The difference was in the sacrifice. Amen. If you live for God, I was taught this very early in church. If you live for God easy, it's hard. But if you live for God hard, it's easy. So I'm not looking for easy believism. I'm not looking for entitlement. But if it please God to bless my socks off, do it, Jesus. Do it, Lord. I will take it all. Give it to me all, Jesus. So God gave him rest around. There must come a time when you're not fighting the devil. There must come a time when Satan must leave you alone for a season. You can't go from war to war to war to war to war. You'll be worn out. Deliverance must come somewhere. Sometimes there must be a time of rest, a time of harvest. Even Jesus, the devil, to leave him for a season. Then he came back later on, and Jesus still whipped his eye anyhow. But the Bible says, now the devil does not like when you are free and enjoying your blessing. That old monkey going to show up? on your back, and then, here's the problem now, a lot of people forget how they got to where they are. They forgot how they got there. They forgot the pit God dug them out of. They forgot the goodness of God that brought them grace and not disgrace. And church, you can get so in love with the blessing that you don't love the blesser anymore. Amen. That sometimes God have to test you, lest thou mean more than these. I believe every Christian was supposed to be a multi-billionaire. But if God can't trust you with tithe, how will he trust you with a million? If you can't release 10%, what about all of it? 
tell how God is to Christian. I was told this story I was trying to share with my wife. In a certain culture, in a certain situation, when a boy reached 12 or manhood, he, the, 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 the tribe or the, or the nation would test him. And they would take him out and put him in a big circle to draw the circle right in the woods, far from home, far from security. And they'd stick him in the center of the circle and all he had was just a knife, nothing else. It says, tomorrow if you survive, we'll see you, but don't leave that circle. Otherwise, you're not a man. And so his father walked away and left him there and disappeared in the woods. He wouldn't see his dad. The boy had to stay in that circle where there's wolves and predators that would heat him up and destroy him. And he thought, Dad, you left me here? I've got a bow and an arrow, just a knife. I must leave the circle. With fear and trepidation, he finally fell asleep. Next morning, the dew wet him, and he got up and looked around. He's still in the circle, and he's, he's alive. And he looked off in the distance and saw his father with a bow and an arrow, watching him all night. If any predator should come to hurt him, he was ready to defend him. He said, the eyes of the Lord is in Fort McMurray at 7308 Boulier Avenue. He's also at my house. He's at your house. And it run to and fro. In all the earth where you travel, on the airplane, on a cruise ship, in the workplace, in the doctor's office, I don't care where you go, the eyes of God is there. Lo, I am with you, not sometime, not maybe, all the way. Because you don't see me don't mean I'm not there. I am the invisible God, he said. My eyes are running to and fro. To show myself strong on the behalf of them that walk up, Rodney. I was thinking about some girls in our churches. And they, ex they exist. They're age 20, 21, 22. And psychologists told them, if you're not married by then, you're a failure. You're a flunky. And then none of, none of those girls read the Bible. They don't read the Bible. They read horoscope and, and horoscope. And tell them that you're an old lady. And if you don't have a man by now in 20 and 21, you better go find one because your God can't provide one. And the sad part is to look around like Adam and Eve and all they saw is animals. but they sure can't find a man. This girl one time went to her pastor and says, she's crying, bawling her head off. Oh, preacher. Oh, I think I rough He said, come on, honey. Come on, I have to talk to him. What's wrong? She looked at him through the tears. What's wrong? I want a man! 
thought you were going to say, I'm searching for God and I can't find him. She couldn't find the rib connection. So the pastor put his hand down and he wants to laugh, but he acts like he's crying. And when he gained composure, he wiped his face like he wiped tears away. And said, honey, here's a pen. And here is some paper. Please write down what that guy should be. What kind of man you're looking for? Okay. He wrote it down. Tears. Gabriel is watching. Mike is watching. And Satan is saying, you old fag. Let's talk here. I'm an old bag. Give to the pastor. The pastor look at the list in the church, look around on the picture of the wall, and say, "Honey, I can see why you're having the problem." This is why, pastor? Why? Well, none of the guys in the church fit this bill. Not one that matches what you want. And number two, God has not yet created him. And he's working on it. But he's not finished yet. Can you hold on? I'm not sure. I got to go in the world and find me a man. If people, ladies would, and men would pray for God and they pray for a man or a woman, the long time she been anointed. I lost you now. Hello? I'm going to show you something in the Bible. It's going to blow you away. And this, this really knocked me down. Jeremiah 44. I can't understand it. This just blows me away. Jeremiah 44. In fact, I need some readers here to help me. Who can read pretty good? Sister Noza, can you read? Come on up here and read. Or can you read from back there? You come up here? You dare come up here? All right. They'll throw mud at you. You're in a dangerous place. Come on up here. I want you to read for me. Give her a microphone, somebody. Make sure her voice is very fine, so give her some coarsening there. All right. Hurry, sister, hurry. These guys are waiting on you. But you know what? Let me tell you something, friend. You can't. Punish God. Go over there where they can see your reading over there or somewhere. Where can they see your reading? Right there is good enough? All right. Amen. Isaiah, Jeremiah 44, 15 and 20. I want you to go there, please. Amen. And I want you to look at something here. Here's what's happening in the church. I'm going to show you exactly why some Christians are not succeeding. I was in one city. I was working. I wasn't yet a pastor yet. I was just saint sent away to preach. I mean to teach. I mean to work for engineering. And I went to this church. And this guy said to me, I could tell he's a renegade. He's not making it. He said, that church is so big. Look how many people. He said, look how many tithes, probably around 1,000 people. He said, why would one man want so much tithe? And I said, okay, what else? And he's telling me all this story. I said, now, okay. When those people are sick and they call him, 
Are you going to be available? Are you going to be available? He began to begrudge what he was looking at. You know what the Bible says? No man can have these things except it given to him from on high. If God don't give it to you, you got it by covetousness. You got it by leaving somebody out of the picture. Amen. Listen to this. This is shocking. But a lot of backsliders have done this. And I don't want people backslide. People backslide because God did not answer their prayer the way they wanted him to. There's no other reason why people backslide. God did not perform the way they thought he should. And they're going to punish his highness, the king, and prove to him that you messed up, God, so I'm going to take my act out on you. Listen to this. Verse 15. Then all the men which knew that their wives had burned incense unto other gods and all the women that stood by, a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt, in Pathros answered Jeremiah, saying, Yes! As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us, In the name? In the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee. They're telling the preacher that. We're not going to do anything you tell us. We don't care where the recipe comes from. We don't care whose farmer is it. We're not going to do it. Like Cain, I'm going to do it my way. Instead of based on revelation, I'll do it in rationalization. I don't think you heard me. I'm going to rationalize it. But not by revelation because he's speaking by revelation. They said, we're not going to do nothing you say. Now, some folks say it and some don't. Little boy sits, sit down. That's a sit down. He wouldn't sit down. So he slapped him. He sat down. And he started grinning. Dad said, why are you grinning? He says, I may be sitting down, but I'm still standing up. I'm still standing up. You didn't change my will. He who is persuaded against his will is, of, is the same opinion still. Why some people are not blessed? Did God fail them? Or did they walk out on him? Read on. But we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth. Out of our own mouth. We're going to make our own decision. And we ain't going to listen to you, baby. Carry on. To burn incense unto the queen of heaven. <laughs> We're going to burn incense to the queen of heaven. It sounds like a man called King Saul. I wonder nothing Saul says. I mean... Samuel says, but I'll consult a witch. I won't ask for the Ark of the Covenant and, and inquire of it, but I'll go to a sorcerer. Read on. And to pour out drink offerings unto her. I'm going to worship the devil. Why? Why? Read on. As we have done, we... As and yes. Our fathers, yes. Our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah. That's what we've been doing. And in the streets of Jerusalem. That's why we're not prospering. For then had we plenty of victuals. Listen now, listen now. I've had them told me when I was in sin, I didn't have this problem. 
When I was in sin, I got bread on my table. I didn't have my job on the line. I didn't have to worry about what I dress or wear or put on. Coming to church is a baggage. There is no profit. They said, what profit is there that we serve God? Why should I keep his commandment? What benefit will I get if I marry a Christian boy? What benefit will I get if I marry a Christian girl? What benefit if I pay my tithe? If I live right, what benefit will I have? I'm going to do what the world does. I see the prosperity of the wicked. Read on. And were well and saw no evil. Do you hear that? Things were better when I was in sin. I didn't have to worry about it. But now I'm in church. This guy keeps shouting at me and telling me how wrong I am. Read on. But since we left off to burn incense to the queen of heaven. Now listen now. Since I come to church, I've never been so broke in all my life. Since I come to church, I've never been without money to start going to church. I've never been unemployed to start going to that church. I've never been without money or contracts that I get hooked up with that church. Everything just disappeared. My whole life is in chaos. But when I was in the world, sipping cocktails, Worshiping the queen of heaven. My cupboards were full. Did anybody not read the scripture? The little that the righteous have is better than the what? The magnificence of the wicked. Read on. And to pour out drink offerings unto her. And to pour out drink offering unto her. We have wanted all things. We have What? Wanted all things. Oh, okay, go on. And have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. Now stop right there. God says, you know what, guys? I'm going to give you what you want. I've never seen God grab a backside about the skirt and say, come on back. <laughs> or put a hook in him and say, come on back. He said, no, 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 no. Choose you this day whom you will love. And who we will serve. Don't love me for the will I can make for you. Love got to be more than just to hand out. Hello, somebody. Because one of these days he may not give it to you. He may say no. Can you take no from God? Can you take from God? Wait. I say on the Lord. For him to give you desire of your heart. Why do we marry the wrong person and live in hell? Why do we go to bed with people that are going to destroy us? You know why? We could not wait on the Lord. And the devil ruined life that should have been gem. And now they're germs. Let's worship God. Let me mix it with some success story here. If I were to interview these eight people, I'd discover these things about them. 
Why are these people so successful? Abel, why are you successful? He says, the altar sacrifice I built. Cain wanted the results, but didn't want the method. I've never seen a backslider. How that backslider said, God love you more than me. Lies. No. I just submit to him while you rebel to him. God said, I show myself positive on behalf of those that love me. You think I'm going to feed my wife to live with another man? No. You think God's going to bless you to serve the devil? No. You think I went to pray for a lady with AIDS and she was dying and they said, go. And they tried to lie to me what she had. But God said, go anyway, I'll cover you. Now I looked at her. She was nothing but bones. And I said, God can heal you. And she opened her eyes like this. She lived her life on the street, the sex trade. Took her down to where she was. Somebody gave it to her. Now she's dying when all the men disappeared. She's all by herself, going to face eternity. When I said that, God said, if I did heal her, she'd go right back to it. You think God's going to dress me and you up to serve the devil? It's just not going to happen. I don't care how much you cry, how much you carry on. It's just not going to happen. He trashes Israel. Noah, what's your secret? He did that which he had a revelation with. What are you doing with your revelation will determine your elevation in God? You cannot rise above your revelation. God is more than a bread basket, but he is a bread basket. Hallelujah. Jacob can't make it without the ladder. But the ladder is hooked up with a stone of commitment and a heaven waiting for him. Hallelujah. Abraham, what's the secret of your success? He made proper judgment with the facts that he had. Nobody in a backslidden state go into sin without the devil and God fighting over them. This boy who died and gone to hell, I asked him one day, he was in the bar talking in tongues. I said, didn't God talk to you? Yes. Did God tell us wrong? Yes. And he was laughing. And I thought, my God, this guy's blaspheming. That's how he died. He died with AIDS. Used to prophesy in church. Tongues interpretation. Asa started out good. But somewhere when push come to shove, he lost it. And sought help in the wrong direction. But it's the will of God that you prosper in health. And wealth is the Father good pleasure to give you all things. The one that made heaven and earth, he knows what you need before you ask it. He's not going to feed the sparrow and starve you. 
and dress the lilies and leave you naked? No, church. What kind of God do you think this is? God wants to beautify you with salvation and make you successful. I'm preaching the truth. I'm trying to tell you, 2016 does not have to be your dilemma. Praise God. Or your lemon. Hallelujah. It can be your lollipop. Hallelujah. You're licking really good. Clap your hand to Jesus. Can anybody hear me? Anybody hear me? Isaac, why are you so blessed? Why do you have a hundredfold revival in the midst of a famine time like we're going to do next year? Because he obeyed my voice. Now, parents, you know, the kid that humbled himself the most and buried the most got the most out of his pocketbook. You got several kids in the family, only one can get to the daddy's pocket back book. The one that knows how to please daddy. Praise God. Jacob, what's your blessing? You an eye for opportunity. Church is the most opportune place you can be without knowing mathematics, geology, and geography, and science. You can become wealthy without gambling 649. You can grow rich, amen, with financial prosperity, spiritual superiority, and divine security just simply by obeying the commandments. They're right, and they'll make you live upright, and they'll raise you up from the guttermost to the uppermost, and you won't need a man, and you won't need a woman. You just need God. When you've got God, you've got everything. When you've got God, you got the creator. You got the blesser of Isaac and Jacob and Abraham. You guys don't believe us? David, nobody thought you were good enough to be a king. Hello. But somebody forgot to tell God about that. Church, you didn't just drop in the church. God chose you from the population of Canada. He singled you out. You didn't know him. He said, Cyrus, you don't even know me. But I chose you before you even know me. Before you were born, I knew thee. And I called you by the gospel. What? Into Christ's greater riches. He became poor that through his poverty you might become rich. I'm trying to tell you, if you don't have enough in your cupboard, he can multiply your loaves in your fishes, in your, in your freezer. <laughs> well, hallelujah. David. David. How on earth did you become a king? Daddy don't even count you to be one of them. He said, God. Children from the back seat. And put me to the front seat. Now in the Caribbean, we are sitting in the back seat of the Caribbean. You mean you're a backslider. Amen. You mean you're a backslider. You mean you're on probation. In the front seat, all the good Christians come up front. Shaka moho tomoso. I say hallelujah. And God made David's house get stronger and stronger. Your house next year is not to fall. 
I'm trying to tell somebody 2016 must be a time of survival and revival and arrival of the goodness of God in your house because you built your house on the sayings of Jesus. Not on your education or into intellect. I told this morning, the guys are smart. There could be an Elisha in this building. You can have a double portion. Nobody knows the economy like Jesus Christ. The woman was in debt. David friend are in distress. Discontent and discouragement. Are you discontent tonight? Are you discontented? Are you discouraged? Are you in debt? And I'm talking to you tonight. God has a plan. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Follow the man, Christ Jesus, with the plan. Yes, he will pull you up, turn you around, yes. set your feet on higher ground. <laughs> Can I get a witness out there? Can anybody hear me? 2016 is a time, my friend, where you're going to can grow. You can grow better than the economy. You can grow better than the oil economy, than the stock market, than Wall Street. You ask Rahab, her Wall Street stood when the rest of collapsed. I wish somebody was emotional in this church. A backslider, you make bad judgment. You make wrong decisions. And you make unwise choices. That's why you are the way you are. That's why you got the pain you got. Hallelujah. But don't sit there and die. Rise up. And sit in thy parish. I perish. Make a covenant with the future. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Take me back to the place where I first met you. Yes. The most discouraged person on earth is a backslider. Discontented, discouraged, in debt, distress. My God, dependable. The devil don't love them. Hallelujah. Living under pressure. The handwriting of destruction is all over them. And the sad part is, we, we saw in the Caribbean, I saw this. That's why they don't like, they don't like pigs in the Caribbean. They don't want to eat pigs. Pigs would eat slop. And some people are good at the feeder pig, good slop. And they'll cook the slop. And it's as hot as can be. And that pig will put his snuff, or what do you call it? What do you call it? Snout? Snout or snuff, what do you call it? It's like drugs to me. <laughs> He'll stick that stuff in that hot stuff and four more behind him, greedy as a dog. Hear him scream! <laughs> and nothing in his mouth but a burnt mouth. And the others so blindly push their mouth in there and do the same thing. I want to tell you, God taught me very quickly, learn from the mistakes of failures and don't fail yourself. 
Either you learn by your own mistake or others' mistake. And I've seen something that said, I don't want to go there. Amen. But the pig goes on and keep on going, and they all get hurt. You know, even cows are like that. There are two kinds of cows in church, holy cows, nosy cows. The farmers tell you, amen, a power line broke. You understand that? Ain't know what happened? One cow with his nosy mouth and nose go there and smell and get killed because he's always wet right here. Mm, gooey, gooey. Hello. Backsliding is like drugs. It's addictive. And you always find somebody to sell you another trip. We got pushers. You didn't know all backsliders know each other's number? You know why? They're selling each other another fix of lies. I guarantee you on the Facebook right now, Every backside got 50 more backsiders on their list. Got to get their fix. And that cow will do this. And he's dropped dead, and the other cows see him dying. You know what they do? Come right back and do the same thing and drop dead. Honestly, stand up, please. Zachary, stand up, please. You have not yet been hit by the devil, but you will be visited. I'm going to tell you, boys and girls, right now, look around. Look at backsliders and get one of the greatest fear you've ever had in your life. <laughs> I've just seen Vincent Price. <laughs> the bloodsucker is in the house. We see a backslider. <laughs> So why, Pastor? They're coming to get me. Uh-huh. They're coming to get me. Oh. Thank you. I want you to be a favor, somebody. Get me that board. Give me that board pretty quick. I want somebody who got good spelling feature. Do me a favor. Tonight, God showed me this in, in readiness for church. Get me a marker, please. Put it right there where all the backsliders can see it. Amen. My wife ain't in the backsliders. Don't put it before her. Put it before those guys. I'm just teasing. Give me a marker, please. I'm going to show you guys something here. You can write? Can you write? You sure you can now? Okay, let's see. Hallelujah. Spell success vertically down. Big letters. Don't have time. Big old letters. Man, you're sure corner-like. Should be in the middle somewhere. S-U. Sister, you messed me up. You're fired. Okay. <laughs> in the middle. In the middle. Success. All right, yes. Don't, don't run our board now. Come on now. All right. Do you approve? You approve? <laughs> yeah, you got a bad problem too. <laughs> like wife, like husband. <laughs> now, that's success. But you can't spell failure without you in there. 
spell failure and match it with the U. We don't have to write U twice. So you're going to put right there, what? F-A-I-L on this side. Big F-A-I-L. What do you see there? A cross. Lord of mercy. You guys don't get it. I would to God get a picture of that right now. I would to God. Every one of you in this church, you're either a failure or a success. But we can't have either without you. Thank you, sister. Now, if that's not a perfect picture of the cross, what is not? And by the way, this is copyrighted. It's original. Make sure it's copyrighted. ISBN. Ninety-one times the word prosper is in the Bible. Three times in the New Testament. God wishes for every saint in this church tonight. Let me, in 3016, I'm going to prophesy to all of you in this building tonight. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've gone through. God can dust you off, clean you up, shape you up, and give you a brand new life. I bring you good news tonight. God want to take care of you tonight. Amen. Now, folks, 3 John and verse 2. That means 3 John 2. Go there, please. Look at this right now, folks. Is this all right? Yes. We are preparing for what? Success. 2000 what? 16. I want your net worth tripled. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Quadruple. And I'm going to tell you I'm going to do it not by education. That's right. I like Sam Cooke's song. Don't know much about trigonometry. <laughs> See, I still got some bad problems in my life still. <laughs> Don't know much about the French I took. But all I do know, I got a lot of money. Ooh. My wife didn't say Amen. You think I'm lying? Third John. <laughs> After effect. <laughs> read, please. Read what God wants for this church. Beloved. Beloved. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. As, there, as your soul, God said, I wish that for you. The next wish God has for you in 2016, Job 8-7. Church, I find a revelation in the Bible. I'm preaching here. God says, Pastor Neil, tell every backslider you heard that it is written, I will marry the backslider. Ooh. If you're a backslider tonight, God says, I want to marry you. Will you jump up and put on the wedding garment and say, I'm ready! Okay, nobody's responding. I guess there's no backslider here. All front sliding. <laughs> Praise God. That's good. Ask the person beside you, are you a backslider? So what kind of shoes do you have on? Are you sliding backwards? Oh, come on, sucker. He said, I'll marry you. He said, I'll marry you. I mean, I'll take you back. Job 8, 7. God's a plan this for your future and your marriage and your family. Listen to this. Though thy beginnings were small. Though you're starting out small. 
Yet thy latter end should greatly increase. I'm going to greatly increase your ending. If that don't stir you, what will? Listen to Job 36 and verse 11 and 12. I'm talking about the promise of God for 3000, 2016 for this church. Read, please. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity Whoa! and their years in pleasures. My God, I'm tired of eating McDonald's. I want to eat lobsters and shrimps. I want to go to where? Where can't get the camp? You know where it's found. Cake! That sounds like liquor to me. You sure it's not liquor? Who wants to go to the cake and pass me and put your hand up? Oh, yes. Bring your old pocketbook. If you obey and serve him, you shall watch this to read again. They shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Believe it. Yes, thank you, Jesus. If you are one that slide out, you wouldn't even know you slid out. God teaches if you never left. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you tonight are purpose in your heart? 2060 going to find me living for God. Yes, thank you, Jesus. If you are a stand but say, God, I'm going to make a commitment. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. If I perish. I perish. But I'm going to tell the devil, you're no good for me. I serve you, and the best you did me is knock me in the gutter. Sit down for a while. I'm not done. Kupa Shatalama. God said, I want to promise you this tonight in 2016. Isaiah 54 17. In fact, read verse. 11 and 13 and then, no, I'm sorry, verse 17 first, and then Isaiah 55, 11 and 13, up or out here. Put it on the board if you have to. I want to tell you, my friend, when you start come to God, no devil can stop you. Yes. Caleb, come here. If you ever marry a sinner girl, she's going to break the saucer over your head. She's going to kick you, step on you, slap you, and serve you nothing but the bread of affliction. Can you believe that? You know what that means? Make sure you find it on the altar. Oh, yes. Amen. Not in the pub. Hello? That's right. Go tell your mom, mom, put a, lay your hands on me. Yes. I'm your Samson. Go tell her that right now. Amen. So, Mom, put your conviction on me. Yes, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mackendra, come here. You are a modern day Esther. Yes, amen. What's your name? No, not, no, that's not your name. That was your name. What's your name? Esther. Yes. I'll rename you Esther. You know why? You're bought for the palace. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So playing your playing? Mm -hmm. I can see 15 years from now, you're playing fantastic music. You're sought after. Oh, yes. Yes. Amen. But don't join the Brooklyn choir. <laughs> yes. You stay in the top church choir. Amen. Back to your seat. 
You tell Thomas don't sleep like Eutychus. <laughs> While Paul is preaching. <laughs> this church, but be careful. We are marvelously helped. I hear you in the gym. But I want to tell you, this scripture bothers me. 26th chapter of the book of St. Chronicles 15. The day this church gets too big for its britches, that's the day we become like any other religion. He, Brother Beaton, was marvelously what? Help! You know where your help come from? God! The girl used to one time be in this church and help this church a lot. God will repay you back. You always pay back with scholarship, fellowship, friendship, and all kind of shit. Amen. God wants to give back. He will pay you back. God doesn't owe anybody anything. Do you hear me, church? Amen. Now, he said, read, sister, verse 15. Wait, sorry. Oh, you lost the page. Second Chronicles 26, 15. Listen to this now, folks. I'm hurrying on here. And he made in Jerusalem an engines yes. invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones with mm. And his name spread far abroad, for yes. he was marvelously helped. He was what? Marvelously helped. Now, I know time is running out on me. But I want to tell you, church, I can't take this back home. Bad judgment, you know what that is. Chapter 16 tells you what it was. If we make a bad judgment, they're going to pay the consequence. That's right. But we don't need to. Right. Hello? Hello? Read 24th chapter of Second Chronicles and verse 20. Go there, please. Thank God for the help. And the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiadai, the priest which stood above the people, and said unto them, Thus saith God, Thus said God, Why transgress ye the commandments of the Lord, That ye may not prosper, That ye cannot prosper. Because ye have forsaken the Lord, He hath also forsaken you. You folks don't know when I walk in this city. I'm going to tell you right now, a little building about that small. No washroom, no toilet, no bathroom. Most young men, in fact, the guys in Athabasca and St. Albert have a million times more given to them than I had. I had nothing, absolutely nothing given to me. And there's no reason why they should go where I was. And there's no reason yet your children should start where you started. Right. They should be standing on your shoulder. Right. But they cannot forget the hands. That's right. Yes. That's right. That fed them. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. They might enjoy your car now. But do they enjoy the car you used to drive that has no heater in there? <laughs> Do they know when you were homeless? 
jobless. Do they know it? I want you to write these down. I'm not sure if Sister Kim have time to read them all. And I wish I could, but I'll read some for you. St. Chronicles 2020. Go there, please. Write this down. Joshua 1, 5 and 8. Genesis 39, 23. Psalms 20 and verse 2 and 4. Genesis 39 and verse 2 to 6. Second Chronicles 26, 15. Psalms 1, 3. Second Chronicles 15, 4. Second Chronicles 15, 7. Genesis 24, 56. This pastor believe next year every saint in this church should have at least one cruise experience. Amen. I don't think you hear me. I want you rub shoulder with the rich. Amen. Amen. I want you walk around with the prosperous. Yes. I want you to sit at the banqueting table in your tuxedo yes. and your mink coat on and your blue suede shoes. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. Amen. And you're eating caviar. Fish egg. <laughs> and fish eye. I don't hear anybody shouting around here. You see, if I come up here and give you bad news, you're going to be happy. But I'm telling you, good news, they can't shout. Amen. Why can't you shout? At least I know my wife can't shout. Honey, put your book down and shout. Because we're about to have fun. Get up and shout. I'm going to tell you, say something. If you're married and your husband or your wife, if we're taking to the cheapest hotel, <laughs> pray there's cockroaches in the bed <laughs> and bugs and chinks and lice and louse. You have no right to take the child of God in a place like that. Amen. Lord have mercy. Amen. Lord have mercy. Amen. Well, I tell you, girls, before you marry these guys, check their bank book out. Yes. <laughs> yes, amen. Demand to see it. <laughs> Make sure they got a KJV Bible, too, and a song book. Right. Amen. Here's why I want you to do this, church. Like begot like. I'm not making this up. Somebody got to preach faith into us. Yes, thank you, Jesus. We cannot go next year with the same oppression and depression that the world has. Yes. You can't take your world and your, your, your work environment to, to, to God. It's not going to work. Come to God with praise and thanksgiving. And he said, I know what you have need of. And I will add it to you. I don't mind what anybody said. You're right to be prosperous uh, because you serve a prosperous God. Before we close right now, look at this, folks. Chapter 20 and verse 20 said, what, sister? Second Chronicles. And they rose early in the morning. Early in the morning. And went forth into the wilderness of Tokoa. 
And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, mm. and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, mm. believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. Oh. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. So shall ye what? Prosper. God said, if you don't have faith, follow the preacher's faith. Yes, that's right. Because the pastor, you said it didn't come to pass. I said, no, you were lazy. God, God don't work on his own. That's right. He worked in partnership with us. Right. Come on. That's right. You give me the boat and I'll fill it up. Amen. That's right. You end with the lunch and I'll multiply it. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Amen. You buy the vessel and I'll pour the oil. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Come on, somebody. God is in the church. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. Say to God, you've got to go in the world next year with the scripture. You can't take nothing else. It's your ark of the covenant. Yes. Forget about the stock market and the news out there. I went to the bank. I did. And I heard how many millions they made, sister. And this lady says, you need a financial expert. So I don't need one. Because <laughs> he's hired. Mm -hmm. And if he knew the answer, he wouldn't have been there. Mm -hmm. Don't be dumb. If that guy knew the answer, he, he wouldn't be working for you. You have to believe that? Mm -hmm. He wants to lose your money for you. <laughs> well, the best way to lose your money is on the mission field. Right. Then you got a return on your investment. Right. Come on, somebody. Amen. Don't lose it to anchor on. <laughs> Or X on. Anything X is bad. <laughs> so I, I wait till they finish talking. I said, now, I said, your bank made several billion dollars last, this year when everybody is losing money. <laughs> I said, now, I want a share of what you guys have. <laughs> she says, oh. Well, all, all the employees have a share, but the outsiders don't. <laughs> I said, I know that, but you know what? I've seen you guys in Grand Caymans, and you don't pay tax. And this way I'm going to hide my money to you from the tax guy in Ottawa. <laughs> Go tell him I say that. Go ahead. <laughs> Truly, we'll need it to know that. <laughs> and then she said, Oh, you can buy a share, but the problem is you have to watch it every day. I said, no, 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 I want you to watch it for me. She said, no, the bank won't do that. You know why the bank won't do that? Because they know I will never lose if they watch it. That's right. I said, I am 60 plus. And I don't want no 10-year GIC because I don't plan to be here 10 years from now. And I don't need you guys to tell me what to do. Because what I'm telling you what I want to do, you don't want to do it. Because you know I can't lose. That's right. If they knew where the water was, they wouldn't tell you. I said, I want to ask you a question. What do you do with our money when we put it in the bank and we don't invest it in anything? Church, there's a thing called float. Mm -hmm. They float at your expense. They take your losses and pay others. Mm -hmm. But the gain, they keep it to themselves. You guys didn't know that? 
I said, just a minute now. Tell me about foreclosure. How many foreclosures do you have? And tell me about the drop in the price. You know what they tell me? Ah! That's like they'll all tell you too. They said, look, the price dropped almost half. But I won't call their name. They said, these are the guys. They want the, the public market price. In other words, you're the sucker. Well, you have a God who tell you what Caesar is doing in his house. God said, when you do what's right, you won't put your money in a bag with holes. Have I lost you? Ooh. Joshua 1, 5 to 8, I've always lived on that. Sister Neen, how many people walk up to me when I preach about this day? Quite a few. And when they come and look at it, oh, I was one day walking up and down in here. I come to pray. You guys don't know, it's a parking lot out there. I was walking and God said, Neil. I said, yes, Lord. He said, don't you know you got a, you got a, uh, a gym out there? I said, I do. He said, yeah. I said, I walked right in my office. There was no office there then. I walked right by there, opened the door. I was in the parking lot where water's running down in the sink and there's gutter and all that stuff. He said, you got a gym right there? That's how we got it. God wants to show you some strength in 2016. Why are you folks looking at me like that? Amen, amen. I said, God wants to set you up. I said, reach for me, please. He said, you're going to have good what? Success. So the board, look at it, folks. And what? You're going to what? Prosper. Mm -hmm. I will not fail you. Amen. Genesis 39, 23. Everything Joseph did, God, let stand, made him prosper. Psalms 20 and verse 2 and 4. God going to send you help out of the sanctuary. Genesis 39, 2 and 6. God says, I'm going to send you help to prosper you. You know, back people backslide. It make it look like God wasn't able to do what they're asking. When all the time God was waiting on them to believe on Him. <coughs> Psalms one three, and whatsoever you do shall prosper. Everybody, put your hand out. I right now bless your hand. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you touch tonight, reach out. Come, on, put your hand out. I'm serious. God said, Believe the man of God and you'll be prosperous. Put your hand out there. That same hand that lay on the sick and they, they recover, you can recover your economy. Your sick investment can become prosperous investment. He said, Pastor, it's not happening. My question is, are you obeying the commandment and God? God said, in the time of trouble, I will deliver thee. <laughs> God said, your work shall be rewarded. And the Lord will prosper every way that you go. I'm trying to tell somebody tonight, don't burn bridges with God. Don't forget the source of victory. 
You've got a sick economy in your life tonight. And you want to change the economy in 2016. I invite you to this altar of prosperity right now. I invite you to the altar of success. God, turn my curses into blessings. Just stand. Don't kneel. Just stand. You want job security in 2016? Step forward. It's another commitment. You want contract that nobody else has but you alone? Step forward. Step forward. You've got nothing to lose stepping out. You've got nothing to lose. You're basting on the word of God. Elisha came in the time of depression, oppression, when people are so desperate for food and for money and the economy. And he prophesied tomorrow about this time, like I'm saying next year about this time. Thus and thus shall happen. And somebody mocked. And God said, I'm not mocked. What's a man sow that shall he reap? The eye of the Lord is here to show himself strong on your behalf. I'm talking about your 2016. No more bad judgment. No more bad decision. Don't forget the source of victories. God is here tonight. Come on, church. Hear a word from Jesus tonight. My concern is not your failure, but if you're content with it. Are you content with it? I challenge you right now to prophesy on yourself. I challenge you right now to prophesy on yourself. If you really believe that you belong to God, I want you to prophesy on your marriage, on your children. I want you to prophesy on your economy. Come on now. I want you to prophesy right now. Speak that word. By your word, you're justified. By your word, you're justified to God. We were preaching in a, a reserve. And I was purposed to take them out of that reserve. It took them on a trip they'd never been on before. I said, you've never seen this? But I'm going to show you there's more to where than where you live. We plan it. And they were afraid when they got, they saw more cars. They saw a rock building rise to the sky. We went to IMAX, we showed it to them. We showed them, we took to fancy hotels. And I said, look what God is trying to do. You're not in a doldrum. You're not at a cul-de-sac in your life. You just need somebody to lead you out and take you to a promised land.
a plenty. Hallelujah. Some of them today are preaching. Some of them left. Some of them are nurses today. Some of them are in higher position job. But before I said these books are outdated. Here's the updated books. Church, all you need is exposure yes. to what God is doing. Hallelujah. I wish to God there was a response in this building right now. Hallelujah. You're like a sponge. You're sucking it up. But you're not releasing nothing back to God. Brother O'Donnell, forgive me. But come here, please. Brother O'Donnell, come here. Where's your good wife? Come here. Forgive me. I sometimes do this and embarrass saints. But remember I was preaching about people paying too much for rent and they can turn into a house that God did for you? You, you never thought it could happen. Never saw it. And God did it for you? And God said, that's not the best. I got five more levels to take you. Five more levels of prosperity. There are five more rungs to go on. Can you receive that word? All you need is somebody to open your eyes. All you need is somebody to show you what God does. Because God wants to show himself strong in your marriage, in your relationship, in your walk, in your Christian life. I'm going to tell you right now, when I was sent to McMurray, nobody knew what I'd do, how I'd make out. I know for sure we've exceeded what they thought could happen. But I want to tell you right now, I know preachers who are almost begging bread, but they will not pay their debt. They borrow and will not what? Pay. And God cannot bless them. God taught me when I first came here. Abraham first built an altar. Then he built a tent. So when I came to make Mary, my wife and I focused on building a church first. But I forget when the lady sat down in that lawyer's office and said, the economy was just like now. And her husband was a very smart businessman. Amen, he was. And he died from cancer. And she said to the lawyer, I want this couple to have it. I don't care what the risks are. I want them to have it. And everything stays. He said, but she said, no, don't but me nothing. I don't know them, but I just love them and I feel them. Hallelujah. Any other way, we could not walk in that house. Could we just build a church across the road? Would you bow your heads right now? I come tonight.